Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this final episode for Black History Month, we'll do our player spotlight on the great and impressive Maya Moore's Iron. So, we'll cover her high school, her AAU, her UConn, all her playing career, we'll cover it in this episode. So, just sit back, relax. And enjoy the show. Okay, guys. So, we are in the midst of our Black History Month. Doing player spotlights. I've done three players already. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oscar Robinson. And John Thompson. Well, he's... uh, Brief player in the NBA, but more notably, Georgetown, coach of the Georgetown Hoyas. This player I'm doing now, uh, you know, I forgot how great a player she was. Um, you know, because she hasn't played in such a while, but um, when I saw the clips, I was like, wow. And Looking at her whole uh, resume as far as basketball goes, absolutely phenomenal. And even just as phenomenal, if not more, is what she's done off the court. So, let's get into it, guys. We're talking about Maya Moore Irons. So, let's talk about her. So, let's get into it. She's six... She was 6 feet tall, 175 pounds. That was her playing weight. She was born Maya April Moore. She was born June 11th, 1989. And she was born in Jefferson City, Missouri. So, uh, her parents, she comes from a single parent home. uh, Catherine Moore, her mother. Uh, her fa- father wasn't really in the picture. His name was Mike Dabney. Actually, he uh, he was six four guard. He played at Rutgers, and he was actually drafted by the Lakers in the nineteen seventy six draft in the third round, thirty six pick overall. But he didn't stick. So, so that's her father. But again, he wasn't really in the picture. Um, again, her mother, Catherine Moore, an educator, and she herself was a former volleyball player. So the athletic, the athletic genes were definitely in Maya, that's for sure. And she had a very strong support, uh, system there with her mom and also her godparents, Sherilyn and Reggie Williams. And they too are educators, so obviously Maya's gonna uh, be told many times that academics get that get that straightened out. That's for sure. Uh, be on top of your studies. So her mom placed a hoop set on the back of their apartment door when she was about three years old, and that just let the match, so to speak, and 
uh, she would eventually get a real hoop set, you know, a real one um, that she can work on a game on. So, but that began her love for the game of basketball. She was always the tallest kid in her class. So, she always stood out. Maya and her mom relocated to the Atlanta area, uh, actually in Lawrenceville, Georgia, around about, she was about the age of 11. But, she, she knew by age 15 she wanted to be a pro basketball player. And, at that age of 15, um, you actually had the WNBA going on, so so those dreams could actually be achieved because you had a women's league that was uh, taking place here in the U.S. So, so Maya attended Collins Hill High School in Sewanee, Georgia, and that's in Gwinnett County, County in Georgia. So, while while enrolled at Collins Hill High School. She played AAU ball with the Georgia Metros. It, and, that, and that was a Nike travel team. Her team went 73-6 and six in those two seasons she was with the team. Uh, she led them to four national championships. An AAU 16 and under national championship. Uh, she won that at the age of 15 years old. So there you have it right there. Uh, in 2005, and she won that in Orlando. And she was actually the MVP of that uh, tournament there. She won a Nike National Championship in 2006 in Chicago, I believe. And then she also won... Uh, U.S. Juniors National Championship in D.C. And she won those back-to-back uh, -back years, 2005 and 2006. So, so already, uh, Maya Moore um, winning, winning early in life as far as on the court goes. So, during her impressive run at Collins Hill High School, her teens compiled an overall record of 125-3, and three, including four straight state championship runs, three Georgia state titles, and a national championship in her senior year. So, um, again, Maya Moore is like becoming synonym synonymous with winning. So... Along with playing basketball, she was also a, tra a track and field athlete. In fact, she was all-county. Um, she was a runner-up in the high jump, and that was in the 2005 Georgia State Championship. Um, their meets there. and then But she was the regional high jump champ. So, so again... The athleticism is there in present. So, and also she was an outstanding student, graduating um, her, during during her four years there, graduating with a 4.0 grade average. So, 
Maya Moore on top of her studies. That's for sure. So much so that she was one of the honorees to receive the Atlantic, the Atlanta Journal Cup. And that's for students of high academic standards. So, as a number one uh, college recruit in the country, she eventually committed to attending UConn despite overtures from uh, the University of Tennessee. So, so she chooses UConn, and that she does that um, actually in her junior year. So, But she enters UConn in 2007. During her four-year career there, she, um, she played with such players as Tina Charles, Renee Montgomery, Tiffany Hayes, Stephanie Dolson, and Bria Hartley. So, so let's break down her years there. 2007-2008 season, the team went 36-2. Uh, Maya set six UConn freshman records, including the most points by a freshman, and she also won 10, 10, yes, 10, 10 Big East Freshman of the Week awards. So, that team would be the Big East regular season champs. Uh, and that 36-2 and record, that's their best record since the 2003-2004 seasons. You know, those years with... uh. Um, you know, with Sue Bird and all of them. So, uh, she she lost in the final. F- well, the team lost in the final four to Stanford. Uh, that Stanford team had, well, of course, coached by the great Tara Vanderveer, and had such players as Candace Wiggins on that squad. So, but for Maya, she was the first. UConn freshman named All-American. So, so uh, coming out the gates, uh, Maya Moore, impressive uh, in her freshman year at UConn. Let's move to her sophomore year, 2008-2009. The team went 39-0. And, and from, from many of the interviews I heard from her, her team was motivated to come out the gate strong in the preseason, especially given the fact that it was going to be Renee Montgomery's last season. So they really wanted to send her out with a bang. And boy, did they do that, guys. Uh, she's the fastest player to reach 1,000 points in school history. She did it in 55 games, guys. So impressive stuff there. Also, she she would score the most points in a season in UConn history. The most three-point goals in a game, 10. That's a Big East record right there. Um, and let's, let's talk about her. Um, in the Big East tournament, she was named most outstanding player. And then... 
in the NCAA championship, uh, her team would beat Louisville, the Louisville Lady Cardinals. And on that team was Angel McCartry. So, Maya also made the Final Four all-tourney team. So, so in year two, whew, impressive, impressive. Uh, undefeated season for the UConn Huskies. Let's look at her junior year. Uh, what does she do for, as, for Encore? Oh, another undefeated season. Uh, in 2009, 2010, again, they go 39-0. and 0. Another undefeated season, which means another championship. So, this time, uh, they beat Stanford. Stanford had uh, NECA. Agu. Agu So, uh, yeah, so she was on that squad there, uh, of course. So, um, and she's the fifth player in school history to score 2,000 points for the UConn Huskies. So, so right now she, at her junior year, she was at two, uh, she reached 2,000 plus, obviously. So, so, so far, Maya Moore, two undefeated seasons and then a freshman season at 36 and two. Her senior year, Oh, by the way, um, during her senior year, they ran that un, that winning record to 90 games, which at the time was the most in NCAA history until it was broken um, later on with with a team that went uh, 111 games straight. Wow. So, uh, so in our senior year, she went 36 and 2. And that win streak actually was snapped at 90 games. It was snapped in a game at Stanford. So, so Aneka and Wumake uh, uh, got her revenge, so to speak. So, snapping that win streak. The Yukon Huskies, though, they lost in the Final Four. They lost to. Uh, Notre Dame and on that Notre Dame squad was Skylar Diggins who was who had a pretty uh, great tournament there tournament run Maya was named to the final four all tourney team once again so uh, again um, just impressive just impressive guys so so her career numbers let's let's look at that her career numbers at UConn, 150 and 4. Uh, she played in every single game, guys. Every single game she played in. She averaged 19.7 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, 3.5 assists, and 2 steals. She shot from the field for her career, 52.5%. From three, she shot it 40.4%. Uh, and from the free throw line, just shy of 80% from the free throw line. So, 
her 3,036 points. Uh, that's that's uh, first as far as the UConn Huskies go. She still holds that record, by the way. Um, so she's the all-time leading scorer for the UConn Huskies. And she's fourth overall. So, And her... 1,276 rebounds. That's second in UConn history. Her 310 steals. That's third in UConn history. Her 204 blocks. That's fourth in UConn history. And the 544 assists. That's sixth in UConn history, guys. So, she is the first player in NCAA history. Women's history, that is. To score over 2,500 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists, 250 steals, and 150 blocks. So, uh, <laughs> beyond impressive, guys. And to top that off, oh, by the way, she finished with a 3.7 GPA. And which led to several academic awards that she won. So, so already out the gate, impressive stuff by Maya Moore. So, so with that said, in comes the WNBA draft. Uh, and she is the number one pick in the 2011 uh, WNBA draft. She was drafted by the Minnesota Lynx. So, and she is the fourth UConn player to be drafted number one, number one overall. The other three, Sue Bird, uh, Diana Taurasi, and Tina Charles. So, and she joins a Minnesota Lynx team that just acquired a year ago. Lindsey Whalen in a trade from the U, uh, not the UConn, the Connecticut Sun. Uh, already on the team was Simone Augustus, Rebecca Brunson, and Taj McWilliams Franklin. So, already had a pretty solid team in place. They just needed that one player to come in, and Maya was that. So, Maya also upon you know, signing her pro contract. She signed with the Jordan brand in a deal that was worth between three and four million dollars. So, and she is the first female player ever to sign with the Jordan brand. So, so again, Maya Moore, impressive beyond belief, guys. So, let's look at her WNBA career. Her rookie season in 2011, the team goes 27 and 7, guys, and that's that places her team first in the West. Uh, let's see how the team did. The team won the Western Conference semis against the San Antonio Silver Stars, a team that had Becky Hammond on it. Sophia Young was also on that squad, so they defeated the Silver Stars. 
in the Western Conference Finals, they defeated Phoenix, the Phoenix Mercury, who had Diana, Diana Taurasi on that team. You also had Penny Taylor, Candice Dupree, and also Dewana Bonner as well. So, And then also she won uh, her team won the finals so uh, then they did that against the Atlanta Dream who had Angel McCartry on there and Lindsey Harding so and in the playoffs she was the second leading scorer in the playoffs for the Minnesota Lynx that year she made her first all-star team and also she was twice named rookie of the month and she is the second player in in WNBA history to win a rookie of the year and be crowned the WNBA champions. The other player is Cheryl Ford of the Detroit Shocks. So so starting her WNBA career with a bang is Maya Moore. So let's continue. Her second season. Her second season. The team again goes 27-7. First in the West. And they started that season off 10-0. Which, is a, which was a record at the time. Uh, best start to a season. So how did the team do? They won in the Western Conference semis against Seattle. A Seattle team that had Sue Bird on it. Uh, Lauren Jackson, although she played, I think, about nine games. Uh, Katie Smith was on that squad. And Walters and Tina Thompson as well. So uh, They also won in the Western Conference Finals against the L.A. Sparks. They beat that team. Which had Candace Parker on the squad, Christy Tolliver, Aneka Awumake, Elena Beard, and Delisha Milton Jones was on that squad as well. But they, however, lost in the finals to the Indiana Fever. That team led by Tamika Catchings, a player I have to do a spotlight on. That was. Uh, she's like my favorite uh, WNBA player, that's for sure. And Katie Douglas was also on that squad that the Lynx uh, lost to. And in the season, Maya didn't make the All-Star team, surprisingly enough. But uh, she'll rectify all that uh, before too long, that's for sure. So let's continue with our third season. Third season, 2013, the team goes 26-8. and eight. Again, first in the West. Uh, and in this season, she led the WNBA in three-point goals and three-point percentage. So, uh, so, Maya proficient from long range. She's a two-time... Western Conference Player of the Month, three-time Western Conference Player of the Week, and her team just dominated the playoffs, guys. 
They won the Western Conference semis against Seattle, but this time there was no Bird, no Sue Bird, or no Lauren Jackson. So they were able to sweep through them. They did have Tina Thompson there, uh, Tanisha Wright. In the Western Conference Finals, they beat the Phoenix Mercury, which had Diana Taurasi, Candice Dupree, Dewana Bonner, and a rookie named Brittany Griner. So, but in the finals, they were able to win that. They defeated the Atlanta Dream with Angel McCartry on that squad, Tiffany Hayes, and Erica D'Souza. So, uh, Maya Moore was named the finals MVP that season. Also, she made her second All-Star team, and she won her second WNBA championship. So, let's go to year four. Year four was a crowning success. So, uh, 2014, she wins her first and only WNBA MVP award. She got it that year. She scored 30-plus points in four straight games. That's, that's a record at the time. And she did it 12 times for the season, which is also a record. So She scored a career-high 48 points, which is the, at the time was the second-highest total ever. And she did that against the... Atlanta Dream. Um, and now the 48 points is third overall. Before her, um, Liz Cambridge, she scored 53 points. And uh, Requana Williams of the Tulsa Shock scored 51 points. And Liz Cambridge did it with the Dallas Wings so all right so the team finished 25 and 9 they won the West in the Western Conference semis against the San Antonio Silver Stars uh, this time the squad had Becky Hammond on it Kayla McBride and Danielle Robinson so they defeated them they lost however to in the Western Conference Finals to the Phoenix Mercury, who had T Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, Candice Dupree, Penny Taylor was on that squad, and Dewana Bonner. So, so they, they lost in the Western Conference uh, Finals there. So, And that was a magical season for Maya personally. Uh, her third All-Star appearance, and she won uh, Western Conference Player of the Month three times. And her numbers for that season, nearly 24 points per game, over eight rebounds, 3.4 assists, and nearly two steals per game. So uh, that was her, individually, her best season. Let's go to year five. Year 5, 2015, the team goes 22-12, and 12, 
Oh, by the way, the that 2014 season, they were second in the West. So, uh, But they write that wrong in the fifth season. They finished first again in the West. So, And during this season, they acquired Sylvia Fultz in a mid-season trade. So that really changed the fortunes of for the Minnesota Lynx as well. So, so let's see how she, how the team did in the playoffs. <clears throat> Excuse me. They won in the Western Conference semis against the LA Sparks. Again, uh, Candace Parker was on that squad. Aneka Owumake, uh, Christy Tolliver was on that squad, and Jandel Jantel Lavender as well. So they defeated them in the Western Conference Finals. They beat uh, the Phoenix Mercury, but there was no Diana Taurasi there at the time. And in the finals, they uh, they finally take care of business against the Indiana Fever and beat them in that that uh, WNBA Finals. The the Tamika Catchings led led. Indiana Fever. So, so Maya Moore in year five, she gets her third NBA championship. Oh, by the way, she made uh, NBA all the all WNBA first team. She also went to her fourth All Star game. A game in which she won the MVP. So, so, so by year five, Maya Moore very accomplished. That's for sure with three championships. Let's go to year six. Year six, 2016, 28 and six, which is first in the West. So in her in her first six seasons. Five times they finished first in the West. Uh, outstanding. Uh, she, she, um, her team received a two-round bye, so they only had two rounds to play. You know, provided they win the uh, semis. So, so they won the semis versus the Phoenix Mercury again, a squad that uh, that had. Diane Taurasi back and as well as Brittany Griner, Penny Taylor, Candice Dupree, and Dewana Bonner. So they beat them. They lost, however, in the finals in a tough series against the L.A. Sparks. In fact, uh, it took a game-winning shot from Aneka Awumake to defeat the Minnesota Lynx. So... And in that playoffs, well, in that finals, Maya Moore becomes the all-time NBA Finals leading scorer. So, which she passes her fellow alum, Diana Taurasi. So, in year six, no all-star appearance. She does make all-NBA first team, though. So, let's go to year seven. Year seven. 2017, they go 27 and 7, first in the West. So, 
uh, six out of seven years. They finished first. Another two-round bye. So, in the semis, they defeated the Washington Mystics, who had a newly acquired Elena Deladon, as well as uh, Christy Tover and Emma Misaman, and a young Natasha Cloud. So, so they... Um, so they beat them, and then in a rematch in the finals, they were able to defeat the L.A. Sparks in another tough series. Uh, the L.A. Sparks, of course, with C CP3, that is Candace Parker, Aneka Womake, and a young, emerging Chelsea Gray as well. So, so, so in year seven... Maya Moore, four championships now. Uh, five all-star appearances, in which, one in which she won another MVP award. And the Minnesota Lynx would tie the Houston Comets with the most league titles. So, so arouse, rousing success for Maya Moore. Oh, by the way, the team... That season, on August 12, 2017, against the Indiana Fever, they would defeat them 111-53, which would be the largest margin of victory in WNBA history. And then that game, they went on a 40-point run, which also is a WNBA record, so... So that team was, man, good to go, guys. <laughs> That's for sure. And then in year eight, in year eight, not such a good finish. Uh, 2018, eight, the team finished 18 and 16, which was fourth in the West. Uh, That's their lowest finish during the Maya Moore regime. Uh, the team was much older now. In fact, uh, most of the most of your you know uh, players there were 30 and above, with the exception of Maya Moore. So uh, yeah, so you had a much older team now going going at it, and they lost in the first round of the playoffs to the LA Sparks. So. But Maya Moore did make her sixth All-Star appearance, winning MVP again. So, uh, but that's how that season went. So, so those are her eight seasons in the WNBA. Uh, she uh, she would announce via the Players Tribune, which is an online publication written by players, um, that she. That she'll be sitting out the 2019 season. And she announced that in February of 2019. So uh, a few months before training camp and the season getting underway. And then she will follow that up with sitting out 2020 season. As well as the 2020 Olympics. So, 
so that's and we'll talk more about that in um in when we talk about Maya Moore the person so let's talk about what she's done she did overseas once I cover that and then we'll and probably end the episode and then we'll do a part two so overseas this is what she did guys uh she played first with the Spanish team Ros Ceres Valencia during the 2011 and 2012 season she won a EuroLeague championship and 3 weeks later she would win the Spanish Spanish League championships so so Maya Moore even even in international waters still a champion she would go on to play with the Chinese team the Shanxi Flame for three years. In those three years, three Chinese championships, including defeating a Beijing team that had Brittany Griner on it. So, and in the Chinese league, you can only have one U.S. player on your squad, so you can't really stack the deck, so to speak. So, um, but. Nonetheless, Maya Moore carry her Chinese team to three championships. She was so beloved by her team, her teammates, and the fans that they called her in, obviously in their native tongue, Invincible Queen. And they awarded her as an honorary citizen of the Taiyun. You, Yuan region, so so Maya Moore making an impression in China, that's for sure. So then in 2018, she joined the Russian team, the UMCC Ekaterinburg team, and she helped them to win a Euro League championship. So. So, Maya Moore, once again, in three different countries, bringing home a championship for those squads. Let's talk about her exploits with the uh, U.S. national team. Uh, she played with the 2010 FIBA uh, championship women's team, coached by her former coach, well, Actually, it's her current coach at the time because she was uh, still in college. Uh, Gino Ariema. And she was actually the youngest player on that squad at the age of 21. In her tryouts, get this, she played with the national team and then she switched over to play with the select team during the 20-player tryout trials that was going on and in the four games that she played the two games with the with the national team she won those games when she switched over to the two select teams she won with those as well so four teams four wins and like I said that 2010 FIBA 
women's team, they won the gold. They won the gold versus the Czech Republic. So, uh, so they win the World Cup, and it was held, by the way, in Czech, uh, the Czech Republic. So, also on that team was Lindsay Whalen, her future teammate, as well as Sue Bird, Tamika Catchings, a rival of hers, uh, Sylvia Fowles, another future teammate. Angel McCartry, another rival, Diana Taurasi, a few fellow UConn alums, Diana Taurasi, of course, Sue Bird, Swin Cash, Tina Charles, Asia Jones, and Candace Dupree, although she's not a uh, UConn grad. So, anyhow, so, <clears throat> so that was the team there. Four years later, she would play... For the 2014 FIBA women's team. Again coached by Gino Ariema. And this was out of a pool of 33 players. And eventually on that team would be. Lindsey Whalen. Sue Bird. Uh, Simone Augustus. Angel McCartry. Odyssey Sims. Brittany Griner. Neka Awumake. Uh, Tina Charles. Candace Dupree and Brianna Stewart, who would be the youngest on that squad there. And that team won the gold. They won the gold. They beat Spain. So, and Maya Moore actually got the tourney MVP award, and she was named to the all tourney team. And these games took place in Turkey. So, now to the Olympics. To in the Olympics, she was part of the 2012 Olympic team under, again, Coach Ariema. Uh, and she was picked out of 21 finalists. These games were held in London. And on that team was Lindsey Whalen, Simone Augustus, a uh, few of her teammates there, Sue Bird, Andrew McCartry, Asia Jones, Tamika Catchings, Swing Cash. Diana Taurasi, Sylvia Fowles, of course a future teammate, Candice Parker, and Tina Charles. So, And that team won the gold. They beat France. And Maya would join players like Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper, Ruth Riley, Tamika Catchings, as well as Former UConn players, Kara Walt Walters, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, and Swing Cash. And all of these players have something in common. They won an NCAA championship, a WNBA championship, and Olympic gold. So, so Maya Moore in rarefied company, that's for sure. So. And then she was also part of the 2016 Olympic team, again coached by Gino Ariema. And on this team was Lindsey Whalen, Simone Augustus, Sylvia Fowles, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Angel McCartry, Tamika Catchings, Elena Deladon was on this squad, Brianna Stewart, Brittany Griner, and Tina Charles. So... 
a stacked team, that's for sure. And they would win their second gold medal, again beating Spain. And these games were in held in Rio de Janeiro. So, all right, guys. So we're gonna cut it off there. That is her playing career, all in a nutshell. Uh, all that she did in high school at UConn with the Minnesota Lynx, what she did overseas as well, and with the U.S. national team. So when I come back with the next episode, we are going to concentrate on Maya Moore, the person. So, And also I have all her accolades. There's a lot, guys, so we're going to go through that. A few quotes from her own words, and of course, what others had to say about her. So, guys, just stick stick around. We're going to have the rest of uh, the Maya Moore player spotlight. So, and again, if you enjoy what you're listening to, listen to the, um, well, leave a review. I'm sorry. Leave a review. You could do that on the website, all things basketball with gd.com, or you could leave a review on Apple. I'm on Apple, uh, Apple Podcast. You could leave a review there, and also on Podchaser, you can le- leave reviews there as well. And YouTube, YouTube, all things basketball gd. You can leave, you can like the video when it gets posted. And you can comment as well. So, all right, guys. So, I'm going to come back with the second half of the Maya Moore Player Spotlight. So, thanks for listening, of course. And we'll talk soon. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdudegd.com at gmail.com to support this podcast you can go to my paypal and that email is that sports gd at gmail.com also on my anchor page i have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast i'm on all the major platforms like anchor spreaker google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, Castbox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.